sit back and relax while you listen to Train Kickers Podcast. I'm Dave, and with my friend Dan, we plan to inform and entertain you everything miniature wargaming related. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to go over what we've been doing, a bit of news, and then get into discussion and growing your community. Now, on to the show. So, Dan, how are you doing this? Uh, we took last week off. We got. Uh, yeah. I got a little busy. You might have got a little busy as well. Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting. You know what? It's October. <laughs> the first month of teaching was difficult as it is, and now we're in October. But I was joking because McDonald's is now giving us a free meal for teachers. Um, I wish so, I qualified. All is all is good in the world. <laughs> <laughs> all, all my pain and suffering is now over now that McDonald's has acknowledged our pain and suffering. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Have you checked um, the cash value of that meal they gave you? Like, how much is that well. sandwich? Well, to, be fair, okay, to, be, to, to be fair, to be fair, they give you a sandwich, a hash brown, and a coffee. So the combo meal is like five, six bucks. Well, it's easy, uh, like uh, what, six bucks times five. So yeah, 30 bucks for the week. Sure, I'll take it. Although I did, I will say that I should have read, um, I got the sausage. I thought it was a sausage and an egg sandwich. Nah, it was a sausage and biscuit sandwich. Or sausage and biscuit, that was it. It was two biscuits and a cheaper. sausage. No, no gravy. No gravy. I'm so mad. Oh, the, the disappointment. But tomorrow, don't worry, tomorrow will be bacon. <laughs> right, is, there the, is someone else doing something tomorrow? Is this like a week long get oh, a free a sandwich long. thing? Oh no, yeah, it's oh, a week, a week long get free breakfast. Week long get free at, at breakfast. At McDonald's or is it like different places? Oh no, it's just McDonald's. Okay. Apparently, McDonald's only understands the plight of the public school teacher. No one else. <laughs> no one else. That's oh no, and then I've just been working on uh, my two Telemons that I finally got. Oh, 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 the and two I finally what? Telemons. Oh, oh, big, big custodies dreadnoughts. These are your, okay. Yeah, I did not I know, know the you, name. No, I know if you you kind of play 40k, you kind of see the big Space Marine thick dreadnoughts, right? The the Redemptors, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. This is yeah, them. Yeah. These are big. It should be knights, but they're not knights. Uh, dreadnoughts. They're massive. And now I finally have three of them. Um, for rule of three, and also just for completion's sake, um, the name tags still are not in. They're lost somewhere in the sea of the Atlantic Ocean, because God knows that. All shipping is backed up beyond all belief, yeah. but hopefully someday soon they'll come. And then, um, what else was I? Oh, and I finally, finally ordered the, the one model I've been waiting for, and that's uh, Valdor, Constantine Valdor, the uh, shield cap, the shield captain general of the custodies for 30k. Oh, so okay. I, was, oh, I was extremely excited to finally nab him. He's been out of stock for literal months. Um, TGW or Forge World? So. No, this is Forge World. Forge World. He's okay. he's he's beautiful. Like I'm actually somewhat like I've had I've painted Scoria, which is the weird spider-like dude, and he was kind of hard to paint. But this this model is oof, uh, this will take the cake for like one of the more expensive models and at least one of the more detailed models I've had to paint. Um, but I finally was able to nab him, and he went out of stock too. Like five minutes later, oh, yeah. he went out of stock. Um, yeah, after I placed the order, so I was like, "Oh, um, yeah, you know, he's been out for months. I, I want to see like a year." Um, so I've always wanted the damn model, but you know, I'm not gonna get it. That's one of the models I won't get from, you know, forgery. That, that's one of the models I'll get legitimately. Yeah. yeah. How uh, how, how good was yeah. the model? Was it? But was it easy to put together? It looks oh, good. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't received it yet. 
Oh, okay. okay. You just yet. ordered it. Okay. And I just ordered it. Yeah. No, if it's so, I would dare say the Scoria model I put together was was a nightmare. Um, not for bending. Forge World. I don't know if they've gotten better with their cast. Yeah, and Scoria is spindly as it is. I don't know if you know who Scoria is. Scoria is like, um, basically, think of a spider and then a magos on top of him, like a mechanical magos on top. Of him. Oh, that's entirely yeah, awful. It's, it's crazy. Well, he's he's pure evil. <laughs> um, but those legs are spindly, like 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 the definition of spindly. Um, so I was more worried about fragile. You know, if they were fragile, they'll break. Um, but with uh, Valdor, Valdor's just. Like I, uh, bedazzled, I, I don't know the word to use here. He just looks fine. Um, be like he's got a beautiful fur cloak. His his the, the the amount of jewels on him is is fantastic. His base is oh my god, his base. It's like a display base. Um, they do it's a lot 40, for the bigger characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah for at least the, yeah. I think it's only a 40 mil base. Oh, no, sorry. It's a we have 40 mil base, 60 mil okay. scenic ground base. But at least even the 40 mil base is just like, God damn. It's just, oh, so good. So good. And I, I literally cannot wait to, to, to get this. Because he, he doesn't look like he's going to be too spindly. Right? Because even the axe, right. like the good thing is like his spear gun. <laughs> Jesus. His spear gun actually connects to the ground. So it's not like hovering in the air. Like those those spear guns right. are kind of skinny and they're bendable. But if it's connecting to the ground, you have like at least two points of contact where it won't move around. Right. But yeah, no, I'm I'm I am I am way too excited to receive this model and, and finally paint it up into the dust the justice it deserves. Because it's just oh, it's such a good looking model. Anyway, uh, should yeah, I, that, should so that's I me. Ask how much that model was. Oh, you can. It's um, right. free shipping, I think. With oh, I'm, I'm sure. Um, no, no, it's a uh, hundred. It's a hundred four, which okay. is oh, expensive it's... for a single model. It's it's a character yeah. series model. So, actually, let me see how much was Scoria. Uh, where it's, the hell? It's Scoria? not. It's not terrible for Forge World. I mean, Forge. We're already talking about a niche hobby, and then Forge World. You're going exactly. even more niche than that. Let's see. Let me see here. Oh, okay. <clears throat> no, no, he's good priced. I'll I'll take it. <laughs> I just saw Scoria is a Scoria is 146. But it's a bigger model, right? The way you describe it. Uh, yeah, no, like no, it, it is. And I mean, the, the, I'll put it this way: the, the resin base alone is 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 insanity. Like the, 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 there's more resin in the base than some tanks. Because the, the Scoria model doesn't have a scenic base; it's just a hundred mil base. <laughs> that's okay. that's what he's on. He's just or sorry, oh. eighty mil. He's on eighty mil base. Which is yeah, just, yeah. The, so Anacris Scoria. That's the one you're talking about. Yeah, Car okay, Scoria. Yeah. yeah, that base is yeah, just, just it's solid. Up. Oh yeah, if you look at the 360, that entire thing is just one solid piece of resin. It's absolute insanity. Which is great for weighing the model down. Uh, but if I drop it, Scoria is dead. But you can see what I mean by the spindly legs. <laughs> yeah. he's not on a. It's not a spider. That's uh, like uh, he's like on a scorpion. That's what that is. Scor- oh, scorpion! I should yeah, scorpion. Yeah, he's he's yeah. a little fluffy. He's a, he's like the first uh, dark mechanicum um, magos. He's the one who actually said, "What it'd be fun to combine demon souls with uh, machinery." I mean, you could kind of look at him and <laughs> yeah, you can tell he such. likes that idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was the first like Hellforge. Uh, he was the one who made the first Hellforges. 
Um, he's, yeah, he's he's nasty. He's nasty, nasty. And then Valdor is Valdor. Valdor is nothing can like. He's just he's just awesome. He's just a big OG. But yeah, no, that that's what I've been doing. What about you? What you been doing? What you been up to? Um, not much. So the wife had a big event this weekend. It was the full weekend. It was the East Rutherford Civic Pride Association Fall Festival or whatever other words they want to throw at it. Right. Well, well. <laughs> it, it was good. I mean, they they get a lot of people, um, which was nice. Um, but that kind of cut into a lot of actually working on much of anything. So I have a lot of projects that are still sitting where they were. My hope is this week to actually get some time into those. Um, what I did do last week, and we'll we'll I'll go more into this later when we actually discuss the main topic. But um, I went to Red Seal Gaming on Wednesday because we want to. Right now they do X Wing that day, and they're doing an X Wing League and all of that. But the hope is to start playing some Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, so on Wednesday, that was a day that you know some people said like, yeah, they could make it free, or that's usually a day they're around. So I went in to try and show off the game. I was able to to show one guy I know um, the game, but I was discussing with some other people earlier who were trying to come out tomorrow as well. So we'll go a little bit more of, of how that went or my uh, strategy with all of that when we get to the main topic. But that's about, you know, I wish I would have more time for something, but that was about it for this week or for all of last week and so far this week. I haven't touched anything this week. I got a lot more... Um, trying to finish up some stuff at work where I'm taking some extra courses myself to get credentialed in various ways. But all that work should be hopefully ending soon so I can actually get back to getting some more paint on models. Especially for um, trying to get it done for Friday because we're doing the um, Friday night fights for Age of Sigmar at Maplewood. They're doing 750 points. We play hour rounds, three rounds, you know, nice and fast. So... I only want to bring painted stuff, and if I run the one list I'm thinking, I need to paint up a unit, another unit of Hobgrats. All right. So, oh, the Hobgrats, yes. They're bad. At the end, of, I mean, they're probably not terrible, but at the end of the day, they're not great, but they're cheap, and when you only have 750 points, they kind of fit in pretty well. So currently, I'm looking at two, u- two units of them, but I only got one unit painted. So I'd like to get them painted up first. We'll see if I have the time, though. Hopefully. Exactly. It's the start of the year. Well, not for you. I remember you guys yeah. started in August. No, no, no. We started... Uh, mm, actually, yeah. I think we did start August. Very end of August. Like, a, like a, we start the Wednesday that occurs before, like, Labor Day. So, whatever day that would have been. So, but yeah, it's the tail end of August. But we're also done... I want to say like the 20th or 21st of December, and then we got a month off. All right, all right. That's not bad. Huh. I can't complain. <laughs> all right, uh, let's let's go into some news. So we'll start with GW, because they're always the 600-pound uh, gorilla in the room. <laughs> now, I was aware of the Black Templars, that they have them up now for pre-order. They have... Um, I believe it's just the army set box at honestly what I think is kind of ridiculous. Wait, are we talking Australian prices? Because I saw the Australian price and I wanted I, I literally wept. Was, what's I the Australian think. what's the Australian price? Oh hold on. I gotta switch to that. Oh <laughs> but yeah, you know, um I, the American price I think is crazy. Alright, hold on. For what you get for it, I, I think it's a bit nutty. Wait, is that um, Australia? No. That's New Zealand. Oops. 
stupid flags. Uh, they all look yeah. <laughs> Fix Sorry, one Australia. Doesn't have another for that. <laughs> well, while you, while you look that up, I'll mention what's supposed to be in there. So it, yeah. it's only thirteen models. Wise, it's got a Marsh, uh, Black Templar Marshal. It's got an Emperor's Champion. It's got a Redemptor Dreadnought. Has um, a Primaris Crusader Squad. Um, which includes some Primaris Initiatives, some Primaris Neophytes. So apparently they're upping all their people. Even their brand new people are going to that side. So it's got 13 mentors. It includes the supplement. So it actually gives you their supplement, um, gives you the data cards, and gives you a transfer sheet. So... Complicated right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, $200. Ooh. Are you sure you're looking at Australian price? Because that's the oh, look US at American. Price. No, I'm yeah, looking at 200. American now. Oh yeah, no, uh, the, the Australian the Australian was three eighty. Oh yeah. If if if, if, yeah. if you play these games and you live in Australia, I'm and you don't three D print all your stuff or you don't do it in some other way, then I'm I'm entirely impressed. Now, you okay. know. are the models beautiful? Are the models beautiful? Oh god, they're so goddamn cool. Oh my god! Like the flamer, that, that mega flamer, the the the, the commander, um, uh, just uh, okay. Yeah, they look good. Okay, they look good. Screw it. But are, okay, are they that you much got better me. than the okay. old ones, though? Oh like look, yeah! Oh my god! Hold really? on. I don't know. When I look Wait, at the Emperor's Champion, no, I've seen some of the old ones. Are they, they maybe better? Not the, yeah, maybe not the Emperor's Champion, but no, like, he the, looks the pretty normal. What about the, the marshal? Is the marshal the, the guy marshal with this? He's got what a sword up. He's got a red. Yeah, he's got the one with the, the half helmet. Yeah, he's got like the half helmet kind of thing looking okay. on. All right, yeah. Yeah, I want to see if they have the old marshal. Now that I'm the Black Templars, let me see here. Oh my God, why they're nine page? GW, please, please. <laughs> At the bottom, oh, there's you can so tell many Space Marines. Oh my God, Lord have mercy. Um, let me see if I could find the. Uh, uh, oh my God! You, whoa, what? You all right there? That was <laughs> no, a very it, yeah, um, for an auditory medium. That was a very unpleasant sound. <laughs> Looking at some of the old models, and I'm like, oh God, no, please. Um, yeah, no, they don't. They don't have the Black Templar thing anymore. It seems, okay. which is a shame because the old model was was oh, it was quite trash. <laughs> That's me being absolutely nice. That it was, yeah. it was trash. Um, but no, I no. mean, okay. So the the marshal looks nice. The 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 I guess they're Primaris scouts. What the hell are those? Um, so those are they're their neophytes. Well, so so Black Templars never took scouts. They had neophytes, which were essentially like the scouts. Um, but they called them different, and I they mixed the squads. Yes, that was their big That's thing. Right. Is that essentially their scouts were mixed into their squads? But they have Primaris Marines, so okay, and, okay. And, so these yeah, are essentially scouts are Primaris right. now too. They're neophytes. Okay, okay. I guess you know. But he, Damn, he, the redemptor looks good. Dude. The Redemptor does look nice. I don't have a problem with any of the miniatures. I do think overall the miniatures look nice. They're none of them are like blow me out of the water, but I'm not a huge Space Marine person. If you're a Space Marine person, I think they are actually very good. What's blowing me out of the water is the price they're charging for it for essentially 13 miniatures and like getting your codex early. Fuck. 
a book. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just to put it in perspective, just to put it in perspective. So it's what, uh, a t- it was a dreadnought and 12 miniatures you would say, yeah. right? Yeah. Dreadnought. And 12. Right. So, so just to put that in perspective, let me see here. Give me a second here. Where's the start collecting stuff. So this is the most expensive. You get a dreadnought and you, yeah, you get a dreadnought yeah. and, and oh, here we are. So the combat patrol, dark angels, right? Yeah. Is $140, right? Uh, you get five Primaris, one leader, three of the jumpy dudes, and a redemptor. Uh, and then let's say add the book, which is another, what, $40 electronic? $40, um, $50? Yeah, probably in there. I'll put it this way. When so you look at you're the cost, cost, 200. Yeah, yeah. Y- your cost is actually probably not that off from what they do. I think what's kind of rough about it is if you want because let's face it, when they did it with other things, they usually delay the actual book by a little bit or they delay certain things that are in the box, which means if you want them now, you kind of got to get the box, which means in this case, you're spending realistically, you know, 50 to $60 more. All their combat patrols actually I'm looking are 140. So price wise, it's probably not, not, I mean, okay. GW prices are crazy. It's not crazy in terms of, what you actually get out of the box compared to their other prices. What's rough is that you got to spend that extra right off the bat. You can't just get the miniatures yeah, and start again. You can't just get the miniatures. You know. Yeah, I'm looking like and it's weird because it's it's so various some of the models. So like for example, the Combat Patrol Adeptus Mechanicus, you'll be using all those models. They're all good. But then you yeah. look at I mean this also has to do with codex as well, but then you look at like uh where what was I looking at? Uh, orcs. The orc one has the death dread. Takes. No. Yeah, uh, no one uses. <laughs> no one's taken um, them since they were so, yeah. orc. But then, I mean, to be fair, you also have to start collecting. Do they have start collecting for? Uh... No, they don't. Oh, hold on. Look at that start collecting craft worlds. Oh, thank God I found the the box at the Vanguard. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I don't know. It's it's expensive for a one off purchase or a start yeah. purchase. Um, but let's, I mean, then you look at the metrics. Do people start with Black Templar? Um, most people, if they start armies, are going to either start, I mean, Tau is always a big one. Um, mm. Space Marines. And the niche ones are always kind of like the demons, and actually Tyranids are usually big too. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> it's so hard with GW too, because I've been in the hobby so freaking long. Then I remember mm-hmm. when a squad of 10 men cost like 20 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's, it's hard for me to, to essentially price it out, you know? Well, all I know is that the price of that starter is the same as that price as they have for the Age of Sigmar Dominion box, which comes with Wait. about a thousand, well... Cruel boys are about a thousand points. The um, the stormcasts are over a thousand, so it comes with actually what you could start playing the game at. Wait a minute, it comes with your book. It's and it comes with wait, 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 that's the same price. Oh my god! It, and you get way more models. What the you get hell? 60. You get sixty. Models. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now the point and of you that get box. The is, HQs. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind the point of that box is to get someone into a game who's never played it before. So they're trying yeah, to sell a little like, bit of both sides. So sometimes, you know, they're obviously probably cutting a bit more of a like, deal there. You, you, it's okay. You split it down the middle because yeah, obviously, right. right? 
Maybe yeah. you spend a little bit more than the other person. Let's say I spend 110 and you spend 80 or 90 because you are 120 to your 80 because you just want the models. I want the rules and everything. Yeah. So I just spent $120. That's still $120 is still cheaper than the other boxes. And I still get oh, the absolutely. rules and everything. You get the rules. No, I don't. Then you know what? I take it back. I don't understand. I don't understand yeah. at all. No, it doesn't have I take their. Back when I spend. It doesn't have their codex, but it does have the main rule book. So that, to me, that's sort of a wash because technically, if you're playing 40k, you, you need some rules as well. So yeah, I, no, no, that I, that yeah, it's the startup. I think is what bothers me when I saw it. It was that's a tough sell for someone who wants to get into something. That hey, here's what you got to spend. Oh, you get these models. Yeah, that's not going to be nearly enough. Yeah, and again, just looking at the Dominion box, I, I, I made my, I had to have forgotten. What I mean, you get no, no. I'm sorry, no. Yeah, that's that's a big no for me, dog. That's a big <laughs> no for me. No, I just I, like, I'm I looking agree. at like I, I didn't even realize the Dominion box was 199. Yep. Why would I ever spend 199 on? I mean, does it at least come with like a poster or something? Not that it means anything, but. Do I at least get like a, a poster or like dice no, or, or something? No, well, so they give you your your essentially your codex. They give yeah, you that. your um, data cards, and they okay. give you a transfer sheet. So they they give you enough in GW dollars to make sense of the price, but I think it's still a very I think it's still a hard sell. Yeah, that's still a hard yeah. sell. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, because it. Uh, no, <laughs> just again looking at the Dominion box, I did not realize that that was the same price. Yeah. I, I that yeah no that no 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 no. I'm glad you yeah. brought that up because no. Yeah, now you hit up. There is other. Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, no no no. Go ahead. This, this is what we're remembering. There is, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say there's other GW news, and they've been releasing it kind of cool and on Warhammer community and stuff because a lot of people have been rumbling. You know what the next codex codexes people have been saying. Um, you know, it's going to be uh, Gene Steelers and Custodes. Or, um, but what's really awesome is they've been actually releasing some... Um, or where's, the, where's the rules? Uh, there's, there we go. Where um, Tyranids are getting an update, which, oh my god, what? I know, Tyranids, Xenos, not Space Marine? But yeah, no, Xenos is getting a freaking update with um, really interesting rules. Like, uh, I know that uh, Bone Swords, or Monsters Bone Swords... Now invulnerable saves can't be thrown against them. Wasn't that which a is thing? That, they uh, used to have that I ability. Cannot, cannot remember for the life of me. I know the Catan has that ability, and Catan's a pain in the butt yeah, <laughs> for that ability they, alone. At some point, they had that where um, it ignored invulnerable saves. I know it had instant death. That one I do remember by low 7th edition. Yeah. Uh, I never remember that instant death. Um, but you know, it's just, it, it's... Yeah, it, they, these are pretty damn cool rules. And I know a player who plays Tyranids uh, who is very excited for these as well. But I, this is my biggest pet peeve. Now, this this Fair is enough. my bigger pet peeve more than pricing. This is probably my biggest pet peeve. Mm. Um, and funny enough, this actually goes into our discussion later a little bit with talking about getting new players and considerations, um, especially for companies. I hate... I hate the diffusion of rules through multiple books. And oh, yeah. I I despise it. Um, I mean, I, I know I mentioned this before, but I don't want, if I want to play a game, 
for some of these armies, I have to bring a rule book. I have to then bring the codex. I have to then bring the supplement or two supplements sometimes. Then I have to bring the FAQ and errata for the rule book, the codex, and the one or two supplements. And sometimes they even put rules in White Dwarf. Why? Because they want to. And, and that's they a fusion of they talked for a while about not doing that anymore, and then they started doing they that. I know they're doing that it. for, um, I want to say it's either the next White Dwarf or maybe the one after. I, I, I don't know what number Lauren right now, but they're putting out some um, new update stuff for Seraphon. So if you're doing Seraphon, if you want updated stuff that makes you better, you better go grab that White Dwarf. It's, uh, nothing, nothing feels more like a gatekeep than when they do that, and it, 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 it angers me because again i want to listen i'm listen i'm all for a company making money fine you you got to do what you got to do yep. but at least do a rule book and codex and i think yeah. why do i need two to three supplements on top of and not just a white dwarf as well but I, I, it, why why it's it's no more than it. a cash grab don't it yeah exactly it's a cash grab it's just uh i don't know so yeah, that, that's my. Oh God, I hate that with such no, passion. No, but I agree. Let's, let's get an update. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, no, I agree. I I think in this current day and age, if you are really charging a bunch for your rules, I feel you're doing it wrong. GW gets away mm -hmm. with it because they're very popular, but other companies don't even usually try because they know it's not going to work. People aren't going to pick it up then. But are you look at look go through the list infinity online rule book mm -hmm. that gets electronically updated with a free army builder drop zone commander drop fleet commander online builder with a online rule book that gets rod in fact there's no there's no all the armies are inside the the mm -hmm. uh, rule book uh, uh, even battle fleet gothic yeah like well the it, it's gothic easier to think about games that don't do it and other than GW ones, honestly, I can't think of companies that do. I'm not saying I'm companies say, don't sell yeah. rule books. There's absolutely companies who do. You can get copies of rule books. It's more of is that the only way to get to your rules? Because now they even yeah. started um, putting walls up on the app builders, like on their official ones at least. So if you're using their official builder, like, hey, yeah, you know, you want to know what this thing does. Well, you have to have bought the book and you put a code in so that way you get it unlocked. Exactly. So, it's, okay, so that, that's the tier in itself. Have they, has there been leaks otherwise uh, about them or just yeah, the official uh, stuff? No, just the official stuff. Imperial okay. Guard's another one. Imperial Guard, of course, getting updates as well. So just overall, overall updates across the board, which, is, it, again, it's nice. It's nice because, you know, you think a lot of people... Sorry, do you think you know people who play non-Space Marine armies don't have updates? I mean, no. just I mean, Sigmar alone, there's updates for pretty much every race all the time, pretty much, right? Um, yeah, it feels that way, yeah. But like every, for Christ's sake, for Games Day, aren't they releasing another Primaris Lieutenant? I think yes, this one's got a shield. Oh, and a vampire lady. They got, they got shield guy and vampire lady. That's what I'm saying. But there's my point. There's my point. Sigmar gets a vampire lady, not a Sigmarine, a vampire yeah. lady. That's awesome. You know, that's that, that enough of death. Up. Yeah, they vary it up and before he gets into the Premier Lieutenant, which then brings the problem. Like, you know, we only have what, four new codexes now? Kari, Adeptus, Mechanicus, Space Marine, and 
feel like I'm missing one. But that's what I'm saying. It's just like, the, I, I know COVID slows everything down to a crawl, to update stuff, but still, it's just, I don't Wait, know. so I don't, for, I don't like the idea of supplements. For across the year or since like the new edition? Oh, since the new edition. Since the new edition. So the new, well, edition, the new edition is what? Oh, God, I don't even that just even ballpark. <laughs> Hold on. Like a year ago? Was it mid pandemic? COVID got me so messed up, I don't even know. Hold on. Your ninth edition <laughs> Warhammer 40K. Jesus Christ. No, I'm not even, I wish I was joking about it too. It's, oh, I, I don't even know. Time has not and existed for quite a while. Maybe Goonhammer? Let's see. When, when did they make this article? Come on, Goonhammer. <laughs> Come on. Oh, damn it. Well, it says 2021, so I don't think it had to be recent. I feel like 2021 is too soon. No, it had to be like 2020. Show is when they sit there and Google things. Why doesn't that one guy talk about it? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know, bro. Either way, it's it's been here. We are are. one, two, three, four. Oh, no, actually, I lied. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight. Oh no, there's been nine. There's been nine. Oh, okay. that's a lot okay. more. Than, okay, yeah. Okay, uh, nine okay. feels oh, pretty good because I think the edition's only been out a little bit over yeah. a year. Okay, okay. I'll get. I'll take back my comment. I'll take. I, I'm. I'm not above being wrong and admitting it because we had Space Marines, Necrons, uh, all the Blood Angel, Space Wolves, Death Watch, Dark Angels, and now uh, Black Templar, Death Guard, Drakari, Mechanicus, um, Sisters of Battle, Orcs, Grey Knights, and Thousand Sons. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a lot. Okay. Now they have a lot okay, of factions, okay. so it can still take a very long time before you get to yours if you're well, like waiting. Well, funny enough. Oh, Goonhammer, I love you so much. So how, how many did I say? One, two, three, four, said five, nine. six. Seven. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Sorry, thirteen codexes. Apologies. Wow. No, that's a whole lot. Thirteen codexes. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> no. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. There's still fifteen more codexes left. Yeah, and that's if they don't do any new factions or or, or who. Oh, knows they'll make what. combined. Yeah, like you have um, Inquisition and Assassins are separated. They'll okay. most likely combine those. That should be yeah, I agree. But yeah, no, that's that's yeah, okay. And that's not bad then. They've they've got quite a bit done. Again, I don't necessarily agree with the idea of tons and tons of books, but you know that's their pattern. They're going to do it as long as people keep buying them. Yeah, they're going to do it. Exactly. The market dictates, and we are suckers. <laughs> uh, was All there right. anything else from uh, Big Daddy uh, GW there? Big, Big Daddy GW, no, 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 no more Big okay. Daddy G Dubs. I know overall, at least at least when I was perusing around, a lot of other things were pretty quiet. So when we look at like Asmodee, um, at least for North America, there's not a lot of anything going on. There's there's releases that are coming out soon in terms of say like the UK. Um, if we think of like uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol, I know over there they're getting Miss Marvel and Juggernaut very soon. It's coming out in UK slash probably other parts of Europe as well. I know there was just leaks today about uh, War Machine, his cards for um, Marvel Champions, which is a, a card game. So it, it seems like all the shipping issues that are happening over on the West Coast are really just affecting any building anything. I know when I looked at up the Asmodee things, there was nothing for miniature games through like the entire month of October. 
And honestly, nothing really announced when I looked at it before in terms of November either. There still could be something, something could slip in, but it looks like at least for us, there's going to be a whole lot of nothing for quite a while, which theoretically at least gives me a chance to catch up on stuff. It's You hear a bit of both. I've heard in some of the groups, because I'm in various like Marvel Crisis Protocol groups, and you hear some of the people in there saying, man, nothing new. What am I going to do? Like, th- this is bad. Like, we need new models, all of that. And other people, and, and I'm one of these people who believe it's like, there's, I want to say roughly 80 models out right now for the game. Most people don't have them all. Most people haven't painted them all. Some people who buy a whole bunch are still working on them. There's still such a huge back catalog of stuff that you've probably not either gotten or painted or worked with or played with. We're probably fine for a while. Honestly, the uh, the quickness of the releases was getting a little bit much for me. So this this break, to me at least, feels like a much-needed break, giving a little bit of time to catch up, go back through, and try things that I either didn't or I got to try, say, once. But I know from them, at least, there's a whole lot of nothing going on. Now, I see that you put down uh, some Battletech stuff. Yeah, so Battletech had a, you know, the big Kickstarter recently. Mm-hmm. Um, they shipped out all their product, uh, you know, a couple months ago, and people are starting to receive it, people are starting to review it. And what's really cool is that we're now starting to kind of see the metrics, how many they sold, how how many people received their box sets, the quality of the cast. And all in all, this has been just a big win um so the are casting, they releasing like usually, it are they releasing it or is it like on like a facebook group people like hey i got my stuff no no they're, they're it's both it's it's both okay. they're releasing their what they've how much they've sold and also people you know reviewing the models mm. um and it, just on both fronts they're winning um the amount of people that have ordered this stuff is absolutely ridiculous um I'm trying to find the article, and now, of course, when you the the joys of not having the article right when you need it because you that's why you pull everything up ahead of time. It's like you know, my car has a sound in it. Can you mind checking it? Sure, and then there's no sound every single time. Um, but I mean, just for, alone from the models, right? You you buy Kickstarters, and it's always even the bigger Kickstarters. You get you know, there's always that chance when you're not going to get qu- good quality models, or it's not going to work as a Kickstarter, right? Or it's never this has happened out. for some of the. It's never going to come out. Uh, but yeah. just again, the, the 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 casting of the models, right? Which was a big thing. People are like, you know, a lot of people are ordering. This is a lot of mechs that you're doing. How's the casting going to be? And it's been great. There's there been no slippages in the in the models. Um, no flash whatsoever. Some bendy weapons, but it's, it's plastic. Um, but overall, just I mean, again, it's just overall as a general term, it's been a win for them. Um, it's just been nothing but positivity. Um, and I mean, sure, BattleTech fans are always positive. It's kind of weird, actually. Um, <laughs> yes. I mean, so any release I, for them that makes gets them giddy. I would yeah. have assumed that a BattleTech community. Not that they all would get this way, but they would devolve much like most historical communities and get real, real particular and real neck beardy about like, hey, so, is, you're supposed to be doing yes. this clan and the <laughs> colors are off. That green's too high up on that leg. Okay. So That's there was that with the, new, with the new redesigns. Like, okay, so there's more of a hatred towards uh, TGI and the MechWarrior online designs than there are okay. against what Battletech redesigned. And the only reason for that is when PGI got the uh, 
the the mechs and redesign them. Yeah. A lot of people thought that they lost their uh, the, the, the panache, old their aesthetics. flavor. Yeah, but like so, yeah, their old shitty aesthetics. They became more modernized, and like you know, we 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 showed you the models before. They still kept some yeah. of the goof. But they look more modern, and I think that's what kind of kept people's ire down because the Battletech community can and is very neckbeardy at times. And I mean, hell, I'm part of the Battletech community, and I'll hear someone likes Karita House, and I'm just like, you little shit, fuck you. you know, why am I friends I, with you? I think you almost <laughs> have to be a little neckbeardy because let, let's face it, like, no. Hey, they got cool mechs and stuff like that. Like, you could get into the game for that. But in reality, if you're really getting into that game, like, think about how much lore you have. Think about how much stuff you have to go through. You're probably a giant, like, Robotech fan. You've probably watched, like, 130 hours worth of an anime related to Gundam and stuff like that. Like, you are probably living giant robot life, and now you have giant mechanized robot game. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but no. So it's been a, it's been just the reviews, and again, this is again. I'm so shocked at this because every time there's a Kickstarter, there's always, always that little bit of like, damn it, they made this really shitty model, or damn it. The, but yeah. again, I have yet to come across a a bad review. Which, and then like, it, um, they also released some of the the gaming mats, which again they embrace the idea of a gaming mat with neoprene. I'm surprised. I'm so. Well, I know why GW doesn't do it because they want to cheap out. But I'm so, so, so surprised yeah. that GW hasn't embraced like neoprene, ne- neoprene, yeah, yeah, neoprene, yeah. neoprene, mouse pad. They haven't embraced like mouse making mouse pad game mats. I, I I'm think, so surprised. I think part of it is because other people are doing it already. They they already have. I mean, let's face sure. it. They did change the size of their game, and that you know caused some of those neoprene makers to have to kind of go back to the drawing board on it and all. Not that it matters. I mean, you can portion off the part you're going to play on but i just think other people are doing it so their thing is like well we're going to do the models like we can't make those mats here we'd have to make them somewhere else other people are already doing it just let them do it you know yeah but um you know so that 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 was kind of cool to see because god i love battle tech and i grew up with battle tech you know and and seeing those old goofy models it's so again this relates to <laughs> it relates to our topic today uh yep. seeing those old goofy models it's so freaking hard to get people into that game because the models are just so bad yeah they're Even the clan mechs which are more recent are still so bad yeah. uh and just the redesigns just make them look so damn good. So good. So just props to props to the people who ran the Kickstarter. Props to the people who redesigned the Max. Props to the people who got it out, you know, and didn't have people wait for like months to get their to, to get their models. Just props yeah. all around. Like th- this was if if this if you ever look back and think of a successful Kickstarter, this was one of them. Well, do, do you know what the turnaround them. time was? Do you have any idea what that was? So Oh yeah, I can I can actually just calculate it. Hold on, give me a second here. One <laughs> hot minute. I can literally just so clan invasion. So it ended. They just did math. Yeah, hold on. It just <laughs> ended. Where the hell is the campaign? There we go. So the campaign ended. Does it tell me when it ended? I don't tell you when it's updated. Yeah, it should, right? Man, I haven't pledged into Kickstarter in so damn long. Lord have mercy. I've, I've I got a few. I got like three or four Kickstarters that I'm waiting on. Not miniature war game related. Usually I don't. Um, 
I don't like the idea of kickstarting miniature games. Now, I played one that was kickstarted. I played the A Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game. But I played that after it had been out for a while, after it became, one, a bit of success. I mean, we could we could um, have a discussion of how big the game is or anything like that. But now that it's a success, now it has multiple um, factions. And once it has a following, my biggest concern with Kickstarter, the reason I'll do it for a board game, especially games that could be played solo or cooperative, small group, is because, well, I know if I enjoy it, if I like everything I see about it and I enjoy it, then I'm going to get into it, and that's going to be a lot of fun for me. Like, I kickstarted Earthborn Rangers, um, which is by a bunch of the guys who used to do work at Fantasy Flight Games. And I'm really excited. You know, it comes in sometime next year, allegedly. I mean, we'll see timelines and all. But I'm excited for that. And if no one else wants to play, it's a card game. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can sit and play on, on my own. Where a miniatures and by game... The way- can't do that. So the final pledge, the pledge manager closed on December 15th of 2020. And okay. people started getting it. You see here. But keep in mind, though, pledge managers close can close months later, and months afterwards. It could be six months after. Ah, okay. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, pledge managers. So they started getting them in July, August. So there's hmm. that. Which again is not bad, but um, see, yeah, I can't find when to close it. Damn it! Oh, Damn it, Battletech. Right. Yeah. Also, I'm kind of mad that I didn't get, I didn't pledge just to get the plushy urban mech. Damn it! <laughs> totally wanted a plushy urban mech. I didn't even notice until it like finally came out. So I'm like looking at it like, oh, I'm so mad. Well, man, I want look. It's so cute. So I'll put it this way. I don't know the exact time, but when I take a look at the pledges, um, it looks like it was done originally in about August of 2019 because their $1 or more pledge, like be able to get into the pledge manager, was set for delivery in August 2019. Oh, okay. Where it. when I look for the first box, was set for March 2020 for um, delivery. So it looks like they're a bit over a year back, which... Honestly, at the end of the day, yeah, they're putting it all at March. So it was expectation was originally March last year. Yeah, for the middle of pandemic, oh, honestly, that's not so bad. Everything is delayed. I every Kickstarter, I, I have three outstanding right now. All of them are delayed. I'll see if I get them this year. If I do, great. If I don't, I've got so many other things anyway. But exactly, we got to pay so much. Oh god, yeah. Oh man. Which brings us <laughs> it's like perfect into getting to what the topic is, which is yeah. this week it's going to be getting into getting existing players into your game, um, yep. which is it, it's 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 a good topic, it's a hard topic, um, but it it's needs timely. to be discussed. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, but the cool thing about timely topics is it changes. You know what I mean? Yes. It, it changes over time, especially. I mean, <laughs> I was going to say it changes with the meta. No, um, but it does, right? It, it extent, depends yeah. on, yeah, it changes with who you are in the community you're trying with. Um, well, when I say timely, what I'm really, what I'm referencing even more so there than just, you know, that sort of change is, you know, depending on where you live, we're now either having come out or starting to come out of sort of, you know, lockdowns and a lot of that sort of stuff where people are actually, and maybe even now that, you know, if you want to be vaccinated, you've had that chance and all enough time has passed where if you want to start getting out there, you can again, where game stores are starting to actually have events again. I know at least there are local or some of the locals around us. We're now in the time frame when they're starting events, even a while ago when they were open again, you could go in and play. They still weren't doing events. 
they weren't doing necessarily as much organized play where now you're seeing that and you're seeing companies starting to support it again. Yep. You know, yep. so now, now is the time if you're trying to grow your community or work on it. Now is the time to work on it. Especially now that you're dipping back out of COVID and probably mm-hmm. people have no more backlog. Like a me, <laughs> like the two, yeah. all I have is the two telemons because I've been all quarantined painting. Yeah. Um, or yeah, or no, people it's... have been out for a while and maybe the game that used to pull them in or interest them just doesn't anymore. Exactly. You know, it's been a year since they've played it. They just, well, I don't know about that. Or maybe there's not a community for it right now. So they're looking for the next thing. All right. So, I mean, let's get into it. How that's. Yeah. How do we get existing players into a game? So it can be any game, really, because I'm talking specifically about miniature board games here, obviously. Um, or it could be card games, obviously, as well. Um, but how, how I, I think do you card get... games are easier. I definitely think miniatures really? are the t- Oh, yeah. I think miniatures are the tougher Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to disagree with that here, but give me, give me your reason there. All right. So, so, so my reasoning is simple. And now, when we, when we say get into it, I am not referencing the idea of like, you're going to be super, super deep into it. You're running the best stuff or anything like that. In my mind, if I want to go pick up. Yeah. Yeah. Getting in. I will put it this way. I think this has to be almost from that sort of, you know, get me to a novice to maybe get me to like first event. And we can talk about types of events that are good for this as well. Exactly. But if if I'm going to start, say, playing magic. I can buy a commander deck. If we're going to play commander, I can buy a commander deck. I can play some magic. And if we're not going to play commander, I could probably take that commander deck, scale it down a bit, and I have something. It's not great, you know, but it's enough to get me going. It's enough where I could actually okay. play okay. that. See, this where... is why I think sometimes it's right. easier. With... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. no. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a little easier with miniatures. And I think, because I know you, uh, what we say, I'm. I'm surprised you didn't say cost. That was going to be, that was going to say oh, card we'll care. Card. We'll get the cost. <laughs> but, but for me, it was like, I think miniatures are a little easier to get people in only because for the sheer fact of just looking at the models, you know, it, it is it's, more impressive. Okay. Yeah. You, you look at a card game and it's like, okay, for, I'll give you the best example I can give you, like personal experience sometimes. Right. Well, me and uh, one of my friends, Steven, were playing a 30K game in the park, right? I set up a table. I set up the terrain. It was beautiful terrain. Mm-hmm. And we set up in a park, literally an open park. The amount of people we had taking pictures, asking questions during our game, and I actually started like Googling what the hell this was, was astronomical. And I'm telling you, like, if we were playing Magic, it would not have had the same reaction. I know um, for a fact. As us I, playing. Yeah. There were some kids so in I think, college the other day. They were playing, uh, what were they playing? They weren't playing Magic. I think they were playing Yu-Gi-Oh! From what I could see. I couldn't tell for sure. There wasn't a single person looking for longer than half a second. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 you, but you break out a Warhammer 40,000 table. Especially with like fully painted minis. Oh. Oh, my lord. You get, I'm telling you, like, I'm mobbed. It was, yeah. it was, uh, I mean, I was so happy. Because it was just like all these people were figuring out what it was. And the kids were like, oh, how much is the starter set? I'm like, well, it's like, you know, 100 bucks, you know. For sixty bucks for like the the start collecting and then you know you get but the rules online the st- for free. I don't know. First piece is free. Are, is, is any of that true? We just looked at yeah, all these no, start no, collecting boxes no, no, are no, only no, forty. Well, start collecting is is hold on hold on hold on. I, I was so start, start collecting boxes. 
No, 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 no. You're looking at the no, 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 no. You got to look down. So, so what? This is what you're going to do. Go to Warhammer Forty Thousand, right? right. The, the the actual thing, and then you click on uh, not Combat Patrol. They're called yeah. Start collecting Warhammer Forty Thousand. Okay. They're all ninety. Although one is okay. ninety-five. Why? Why are you ninety-five, weirdo? But they're <laughs> they're all ninety. Okay. Yes, yeah, so the one random chaos one is ninety-five. What the hell? Um. And so it's ninety. The codex is forty bucks. The rulebook is technically free online, unless you want to buy all the stupid fluff and the whatever. So you okay. got yourself a good starting army for like a, a good kill team almost to a point, right? For yeah. a hundred. That, that's not, let me see. I play Eldar. That's about one hundred forty. That's that's about, that's about four hundred five hundred points right there of Eldar. Let me see. What else do I recognize here? Uh, yeah, that's about four hundred. Eh, it's a little less. That's like four hundred points of tab. But this is this is it's around three hundred to five hundred points of stuff, which is good for beginning to learn the tank rules and the shooting rules and everything. You know, so I, I yeah, I do agree. With that. I think this comes down to two different aspects. Are you trying to get an existing player? into your hobby or are you trying to attract a brand new person for an existing player for oh, sorry, for a brand new player i agree with the idea that miniature games are a lot more uh, shiny they look nice you know i can tell you a cool story and i can mention how this model's going as this you know like we can have a dialogue of what that means and you're not really going to get okay. that in, yeah, in a yeah. card game um let's take a, a newer one and, and newer than magic so let's let's say we use flesh and blood as an example um, it is not exceptionally new. It is newer to North America and places like that, but it's been around in Australia for a little bit now. But you take a look at that game, you know, I, I know people who play. I'm sure it's a lot of fun. You know, yeah, it's a lot less flashy to get some brand new person who knows nothing of it and they see you sitting there. They're probably not going to come over and ask what you're doing. But if this is a person who already plays games, knows something about it, you know, it might be a little more palatable in the beginning. Um, okay. Th that That's sort of my... I'm always I, I think yeah. you can I start easier, but I think the hill becomes higher. And I think the other... Okay. The other, the other big one. part... The, the other big part with uh, miniatures games you have to think of, if say this is a completely brand new person. All right. Oh, cool. I can go get that box. 100 bucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Well, okay, but you do have to clip those things out. Don't buy GW clippers. They're insane, but you still have to get some clippers. And you're going to have to get a hobby knife. And we're going to need to, you know, to prime them. And then ideally, you should really paint them. Um, you can get by for a while now. If you're a new player, you know, if you don't paint them in the beginning, no one's going to care. Or at least anyone who's reasonable is not going to care. But that is part of the hobby. At the end of the day, you want to paint them yourself or get someone to paint them and all. And okay, I think there's a, there's a snowball of things that go with that. Where again, like if I want to start a card game, yeah, I can go buy that deck. We can play. I got that deck. Right, we'll play games. That example though, it's <laughs> magic with its constant uh, shuffling of uh, what's in and what's out. <laughs> oh yeah. So I I you know there, there's there's a different tactic that they both take. Mad you know miniatures takes the tactic of. Here's new things. We come out with new things. We redo rules. We make, you know, companies will probably tell you they don't, but we'll make bad models good and good models not nearly as good yeah. so uh, that we yep, go yep. and buy stuff that you didn't. Where card games do a lot more of a cycling. Because otherwise, if your stuff was evergreen, you know, 
there's no reason to buy more stuff. I exactly. Later you'll hit no, everything. No. So, okay, if we're talking getting existing players into your game, yeah. So let's I start mean, with people who who yeah, already might go to your store or know something about miniatures or just gaming hobby in general. They didn't have to be miniature war gamers, yeah. just the hobby in general. I mean, the most obvious thing, and this is going to hit personal for me, and I'll talk mm -hmm. about why in a second. The most obvious thing is going to be, does the store have inventory? Like, yeah. Can the store actually sell it? And and this goes into like my personal story, because one of the, I still I still say it's one of the best miniature games I've ever played because it hits everything. It hits alternate alternate squad activation combat. It's a perfect scale. Uh, the models were not too costly, but not good. They're excellently look. They looked excellent in my opinion. Um, and oh, and the Commander. gameplay was Yep, you knew yep. where I was going with this. And drop yeah, fleet, I, even drip drop fleet. Yeah, because I, um, I heard the story of the first time you showed up to the store. Yeah, and and it's a and I played that game, but in another store where they're still playing it. Ironically, and I don't even know they're playing it anymore. Um, What's what store? Ah, oh, the one I I know I call it the one near Rutgers, but it's, I know it's I just call it the one near Rutgers. I want to say it's Somerville. Is that Togit? Togit. 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 Yeah, the only game in town. Yeah. Um. I have no idea if they play. So I haven't been there forever, so I. Have no I they they used to play on Thursdays, and it was actually yeah. quite like six or seven people playing. Um, that game is I, I and I will die by that sword that that game was one of the best games I've ever played in my entire life because hmm. it just it hit it hit everything it hit everything you had alternating combat. Right, which, which already makes yeah. it a better game. I that already you had um, primary objective and secondary objectives, but they weren't complicated. Right, mm -hmm. primary objectives you both were attaining, but secondary objectives you drew. From, you had a deck of cards, which, 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 uh, depending on your commander, you had a hand size, or you had a hand size depending on your commander, and it would it would do certain things. So you could launch artillery if you were you know the humans, or you could launch a nano machine attack. And hack someone if you were the PHR, which are enhanced humans, right? And then I mean, yeah. even you have you have a troop in a building with an objective, just blow up the damn building, just demolish it. They won't survive. You don't you you lose the objective, but so do they. You know. So I I, I think that that was. But here's that. So this is gets to the problem why it hurts personally. I love that game, and I collected the PHR, and then I collected Drop Fleet Commander, and I played the hell out of those two games. Mm -hmm. But I never it never got. I had to sell them off because no one ever played in, in the local store Maplewood because those models are impossible to get. Hawk War Games, before it became, uh, I know they got bought out by another company. Um, Combat. Yes, thank you. Um, Hawk War Games had a huge, and this, this was not their problem, but also, you know, their problem. That was entirely right? their so, problem. So a little bit of both. Um, they were having huge yeah, but but more so, it was it was their problem, but it wasn't their fault. I don't know if that makes any sense. It was their distributor was was yeah. awful for the United States. The great distribution was great in the UK, but the distributor was absolutely awful in the United States. We never got shipments into the United States enough to bring to local gut gaming shops. You always had to order online and usually overseas. Um, and so the models were never made available, or they were already ranked up in price because you had to ship it from overseas, right? And, and I'm sorry, no one's going to start a game if I have to say, well, I'm going to wait, you know, a month for my models. No, it's it's just, it's not how you... Ease of access does mean something. If, if the store yeah. either doesn't carry it, 
can't carry it or won't carry it. And let's say you play out of a store. So our both of our experiences, I think, um, tell me if you know if, if this is wrong. My only real experience in playing the hobby, getting into the hobby, is in a store. You know, yes. and, I agree. And, and there's other people now. If you don't have a store near you and you do this otherwise, you know, unfortunately, probably don't have a whole lot we can tell you that you should do. I have some ideas, but not a whole lot because I don't know how you get people that might, you know, that you can't conquer. Oh, I have ideas for that one. Way. That one I okay. do have. That one I do have. Okay. Because I did it well, in my school. So that one, that okay. one I can get you with that. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit then. That, that yeah, then yeah. we'll at least be able to to speak on that. But yeah, yeah if if the game's impossible to get a hold of, you're right. No one's going to play it. Yeah. And it sucks because, like, again, the models were beautiful. But when, you know, when someone goes, "Oh, how do I get those models?" If I have to answer, "Oh, well, you have to order it from a British company and then ship it to the United States." Yeah. Done. You, you, the the you, argument. That's it. It's done. Mm-hmm. You need a store to be supporting you. So if you really want to um, if you want to grow something that already exists, it's a little bit different than if you want to really be trying to start something. If you want to grow something that already exists, then you're looking at, can I use the player base we currently have? Exactly. Will any of those players come over to this? And what can this you know can the store help support it in some way? If you're starting to, to do brand new, then you're first wanting to even just talk to the store and find out, you know, hey, this is a game I like. I mentioned this, you know, are you willing to carry any of it? You know, you, you kind of need both sides working on that. Yeah. You need to and be I'm, willing to get them to to carry it, but you need to be yep. the one making sure it sells then. Yep, yep. And it sucks because I remember very specifically asking Richard, this was years ago. Yeah. Years ago, uh, before yeah. Drop Zone Commander had its, I think it's on its third iteration of the rulebook. Um, I believe so. This yeah. is its first iteration, um, and I remember asking Richard, "Are you able to get these models?" And he just looked at me and he goes, "Nope, just yeah. there's it, these models are impossible to get." Yeah. And I, I didn't blame him. I didn't blame him, but it hurt. It it sucked because I remember how. And and again, I, a lot of people looked at the models and they love to look at the models, mm-hmm. like it, they they're sleek looking models. But again, it's just it's it's. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Um. So, so you yeah. got to get the store involved, you know. Yeah, so that's one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You, you need to be, you know, you know. Hopefully, you need, to, you know, the store needs to hopefully know that you are someone who can help lead this. You know, I, I know we've probably had a few things I may avoid. There, there's been games that have come and gone, and that'll happen in any store. But there's, you know, some of us who, when we decide to get into the game, can help actually move people into it. There's other people when they want to do it, it's just probably not going to happen. Yeah. But so, what what else is needed? So you you got existing, you got some people who already know about the hobby. You want to get them into this brand new game you got, or game you've been playing. You kind of you mentioned this before, but the idea of being a champion of the game, like 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 yeah. actually being the so this one i can funny enough i have almost experiences for all this uh yeah. me and you were we made you were both uh vanguards for spartan yeah. games we were and we championed the hell out of firestorm Armada, and we had a lot of people like you can correct me if i'm wrong here if i'm being exaggerated but we had a lot of people playing firestorm Armada to the point where we even had a tournament right yeah there was like, about yeah probably probably a solid I want to say close to about a dozen or so people who were regular players at the store who had picked up this game. And other people who just kind of came in and floated in and played from other places. 
So we we were champ that game, and I I remember it kind of like took over Friday nights. Um, <laughs> we would go combat with the forty k people. Yeah. Um, and then of course, so so you have to be. I mean, then of course you know the story of how the 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 store uh, the company went under, and that's its own little yep. thing. But like you have to be a champion. Yeah, you know it, it comes down to if you're first of all if you're pushing the game, I hope you like the game. Right. Yeah. You, yeah, better, you better like it a lot. And you better know um, a lot about it. Exactly. I, yeah, yeah. I'm so, not going to yeah. name names. And you know who I'm talking about, but we're not going to name names. But there are people who are like, man, yeah, I, I love this game. I'll play this game. And they they can't do a demo. They don't know no. their rules. It no. is nothing but a mess. And if yep. you show someone a mess, they're going to think there's either something wrong with the game probably or something wrong with or, you. exactly they're going to think maybe yeah. there's something wrong with you Community. and they're not going to yeah. want to play games with you exactly um and i remember we i got it where, where did i go NJCon is where i i demoed the game for a bunch of people i saw those pictures oh it's so cute um i think it was NJCon. whenever the one was in uh, edison yeah and yeah, i remember, I remember we brought our i brought yeah, our, our fleets over stuff and us because they were trying to branch yeah, and out us. Yeah, yep. exactly. We were the only sci-fi there, and yep. people were. And it was the. I mean, I was like, "Listen, you got your navy game that you're playing. Here's a navy game in space, which is essentially what it was." And yep. God, it people love. People bought boxes from Richard that day. I was like, again, yep. people bought a whole bunch of boxes. He made bank that day. Yeah. Um, and this is again not to like say, oh, because I'm a capitalist, but yeah, I really enjoyed the game, and I yeah. still do. I still enjoy the game. I just it's salty. I'm salty about it for different reasons. It has nothing to do with the game. We're gonna we're gonna do an episode about um yeah about them. Do's and don'ts of companies specifically. There's nothing wrong with the (laughs) capitalism part because let's face it, a game store wants to stay in business. It is not easy. Yeah, it's not easy to run a game store. So they want to stay in business. You've got to be able to. You know, if you get product in, you better be able to move it out. You better be actually growing the number of people and getting them money. But yeah, you know. just being a champion, like just loving that. Because I'm telling you, when I when I demoed that game, it just and maybe it's because I'm a middle school teacher as well. But you know, you would have the kids there, and listen, mm-hmm. I love I love historical gamers, but historical games are not for listen they're not for little middle school kids they're not no one cares about no, no one cares about the second day of the battle of yeah so oh, here you have a spaceship game here you have a spaceship game you know uh, um and that, oh and i brought the halo miniatures too because that's when they were there oh my god yeah. that's when they started to branch oh no i remember but i well, did bring we'll the halo miniatures too yeah, I know, I know. Um, but no, they had the Halo miniatures there, and Halo was a big game at the time. It's just like, and I was, you know, they see your excitement. You know what I mean? So yeah, you have to be a champion of the game. There's, there's. Although you also mentioned the next thing, which is, although I say this is the same as being a champion of the game, I think they're linked. Uh, yes. Being able to run a demo. Yeah, like, you have to be able to do please. a good demo. Yeah, and and I want to go over. I, mean, I want us to discuss a little bit about what a good demo is. As well. Yes, please, but, but, please. Oh my God, please. Oh Lord, so, have mercy. You, you know, you you want if you, um, forty k is the most obvious choice. So we'll use that as our our, our running yeah. example for the moment. A metric. Yeah, but let let's say let's say you're trying to grow forty k at your game store. Well, there's a few things you should probably have, other than obviously the store support and, and all of that, and your willingness to support them. It is it is a you know it's a it's a relationship Always going true. back and forth. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it has to be a two-way street. But ideally, you should have more than one faction. You don't have to have a lot, but you better have some variety. One to kind of show off because it's a miniatures game. Let's face it; a lot of the pull is the look. You know that that's what gets you originally. The you know the reason a person plays one game over another in the beginning is because when they look at the models, and then it becomes well, what about the rules? When you're really an ingrained player, then you might think of rules first. You know, but you're probably not yeah. going to consider something that you think looks like a pile of garbage. Either way, but um, you know, you want to be able to run probably two different, you know, teams, squads, whatever mm-hmm. the game is broken into. Mm-hmm. You want to run two different things. You want them to be different. You want them to play different. They don't have to play complicated, and ideally, they shouldn't. They should be very easy to understand. You know, and depending on the game, again, say you take 40k, they have a variety of factions. You pick two factions. It really probably doesn't matter. But if the one faction has a lot of weird complications, you're probably you probably should be the one who uses it and kind of skip a lot of those things. You know, if they really exactly. want to play it, that's fine, but kind of gloss over some stuff. We should have at least, I would say, you know, two different sides to work with. So, so what, what let's let's discuss. So, if you want to run a demo day, let's say you want to try yeah. your demos. One, you should try to run demo days. A lot of stores now have Facebook pages. Discord servers, a variety of things. You should be advertising out that you want to do this. You know, oh, some of them have YouTube channels. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, absolutely. Actually, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Some of them absolutely do. You should, you know, I'm going to run the day on whatever day. Give enough notice. You know, give at least a few weeks. Try to drum up some interest as it goes along. See if they'll post it up for you. See if they'll let you put up some stuff about it. You know, whatever it may be. Make sure you go. Make sure you have yourself set on time. Go early in case someone shows up early. Be set up. The last thing you want is some person who maybe doesn't normally go to the store or doesn't normally, you know, show up there. Show up and then you're either not there or not ready or anything like that. You want to be good to go. You want to be smiling and happy and, you know, you know, wanting nothing more than to show other people that your job is their fun. Your job yeah. is not to have fun. I agree. If you have I fun, that's great. Agree. But your job is their fun. Yeah. So so let's say you and put quite together. Honest, this, it's, Go ahead. Let's say this goes back to if you if you enjoy the game, you're gonna yeah. have fun too because you're playing the damn game. So exactly. like, yeah. And you're you're getting new opponents. So so yeah. let's, so let's you're say, setting up this game. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say you set it up. So what what to you is the hallmarks of a good demo? What's someone have to do? Oh, no, I, I'm going to keep it to top five because you can go on and on. But I'm going to keep oh, it yeah. top five, right. and I'll use I'll, I'll use what I used for Firestorm Armada because that's that was I was a vanguard for the company. I'm not a GW representative. I'm not a Hawk War Games. I was a vanguard for Spartan Games. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you how I ran. So a demo, first of all, I, I had more than two armies. Believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> oof. Uh, ever hear of like of an insult but also good comment? That's what that. Yeah. <laughs> you burned yourself oh, about one. No, I had, I had. Oh yeah, no, no, I had a lot of armies, um, and I had they were they were massive armies. But I would yeah. take small portions of the army, like usually, literally a, a representation of each ship. You know, a capital ship, a cruiser, a frigate, right? So that way, you could. Um, they were all painted. Oh, sorry, sorry. So yeah, the first step is bring two or more of the faction, okay. and they're painted. And that's they're based. a big thing. Yeah, please. Just that's all. That's all lumped is rule number one. That that's literally just rule number one. When you're showing up, bring two or more factions, painted and based. It, yeah. it, I I you can hate paint all you want, but if you want people to, you got it. 
optics. They gotta look. Gotta look they, they gotta look right. It's gotta look yeah. good. Um, so that's that's that was my step number one. Step number two. This kind of goes with painting, but not so much. It depends on the game, but overall the terrain. Yeah. Every miniature war game that I can think of, unless it's War Machine, has terrain on it. Every game has terrain and some sort of board. You got to make that look good. I'm sorry. It, 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 yeah, if your game does 3D terrain, it goes to the optics. Looking yes. 3D terrain. Yes. Don't go out there with no coffee cups and stuff like that. I've played no. games like that, and that's fine if you're playing uh, it that way because you're playing with some friends. But exactly. Like, but if you're trying to sell the game to like, exactly, yeah. yeah, even existing, no, even you know, so friends, friends are friends, but you know, existing players might not be your friends. So that's why I'm saying, like, even if they're existing war gamers, you need 3D terrain. You, you, yeah. you, and there's so many options. You know, nowadays, back in the day when I was a Spartan Vanguard, I had to make all my fucking terrain. Nowadays, yeah. you can like go to uh, what Game Mat EU and have pre painted terrain made for you for not that much money. Get, right. get out of here with your nonsense. Like, you that, that's great. You got good options. Or exactly. the store you might got, have to be aware. The stores, a lot of stores have yeah, exactly. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, yeah, you need terrain. So, two or more armies painted and based. Terrain, terrain. painted and based. Yep. Table. That's step two. And then step three. Um, no, no, how do I put this into one thing? No, know the rules and the fluff. No, know yeah. the game, right? Yeah. Um, this also can say know the corporation a little bit as well. It's almost like you're starting a resume. What can you tell us about us? How did you hear that? But know a little about the corporation. Know a little history of the corporation. But know the game. Like know mm. the game. If the kid goes, oh well, I noticed that he's got a bigger gun. Why? You don't want to give the kid the you know the the novel series of the goddamn fluff of the game. Right, we know people like <laughs> that. that. They, listen, they, have, that. they have their purpose, not for demo games. But definitely give him like a breakdown of like, listen, he's he lived for nine hundred years and the you know, he lost his eye when battling this thing, you know, maybe pull out a card effects. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um so that's three. Know the game, know the fluff, know the company. And the so I said top five, yeah. Number four. Number four. Uh, this one's controversial. And God help me when I say this. Um, now I'm interested. You're not playing to win. You're not playing no, to win. That's not controversial. If you win, no, no, demo, wait, wait, wait for the second okay, part. Wait, wait, wait for the second part. Right. You let the other person win. Of course. You you give them a taste of the drug, and and that's where the controversy. <laughs> you you give them a taste because it, it is a demo. Well, yeah. If they are one now, it, the most of war games are games of chance to some extent. Maybe your war game doesn't do a lot of dice. You know, Malifaux does a deck of cards and all. So, so there's random. There's not a guarantee yeah. that they'll win, but they should always be close to being able to win. And if you win, it better be a fluke of a die roll. It should yeah. never be you won because you did something better. Exactly. You're teaching a new player act as such, you know? Yeah. And then the fifth one, and this is the optional one. This is why I said top five. This is optional. I did it with my demo games, and it was always something cheap. Have a, have a, have a goodie bag. This something that I'm not saying give a fucking model because no, get out, get out, you were not. These are my models, <laughs> but um, no, but like come a little goodie bag. Vanguard used to send. I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but remember they sent like the uh, the big, the big heavy box of like stuff, right? Yeah. And yeah, in that remember. box were flyers, stickers, badges. Um, oh yeah. All manner of just boxes, yeah. Yeah, just goodies. So they won the game. Be like, you know what? You played this race rule here. Here's their badge. 
here, have it. It's Velcro. Enjoy. But it's on the, and it's like, it sounds stupid. It really does. But it does, it adds to it. You know what I mean? You see the kids, and again, this is me, you know, doing this from years ago. You see how stupid fun the, the, the kid gets. You see the smile on his face. You know, you see it, he goes, oh, shit. I just I want a badge, you know? I don't think it's that stupid because, you know, it, it's a gamification of things. Look at, you know, they've, they've shown this even points. in education. Yeah, achievement points. They do that yeah. education now. You're supposed to give out achievement points, essentially. I, I, I do that. Um, I give out badges. I, I yeah. Electronic badges and tokens. <laughs> I do do that, so I'm guilty. But no, it's that. those are my top five, all right? I mean, and that's kind of actually in order, too. Make yeah. sure you have two or more armies that are painted and based. Right, so the optics. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have terrain and a board. Yeah. Um, and I should also add it. That's our and all the materials too, like all the robux. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Have ready to go. Yeah. Um, three. Know the rules. Know the fluff. And also, I should also sorry add to that. Improvise. If you don't know a rule, don't say you don't know the rule. As here's here's a weird thing. As a teacher, I'll admit when I'm wrong because. It's history, and I can be like, you know, guys, I made a mistake yesterday. Here's the actual thing. Sorry about that. Right? And you roll with the punches. But you're demoing a game. Now, it's not to say that you're the god and all be all of the game knowledge, but it doesn't look good if you're like, well, I don't know that. Let me consult the rule book for five minutes, you know? Say, yeah. fuck it. In your head, in your head, say, fuck it. Who cares? It sounds, does it cool? Does it make narrative cool sense? Have him flip over the building and shoot my card effects in the head. I don't give a shit. You know, it sounds awesome yeah. in his head. Let it be as awesome. Uh, and then four was um, oh, I already forgot my four. I'll, I'll add a little uh, context uh, to your last to your last yeah. that you put. Um, yeah. Whenever I start a demo, I will tell people like, okay, you know, we're gonna go through this. We're not gonna do all the rules. You know, we're gonna be skipping things. We're gonna simplify things. Like, and I will mention to them that essentially, like, I'm running you through the concept of the game. I'm running you through the yeah. broad strokes of the game. And there yeah. will be things that we are going to do that are just not going to be accurate. It's not that we're going to necessarily do anything wrong or intentionally wrong, but there's going to be little nuance that we're going to skip. So like in, in 40K, unless they've changed it, you probably can't run and shoot normally. And let's say you're you, can, model... you can now, you can. <laughs> oh, of course. If you have assault know. weapons. Yeah, okay. assault weapons. Well, so, so what I would say in that case then, I would say, okay, oh, those guys run, yeah. I would say, oh, yeah, they don't shoot. If they had a different type of weapon, maybe they could. And I would probably avoid adding some of those extra complications right in the beginning. Now, if this exactly. is someone who is a veteran war gamer and they play tons of games, you can do a lot more nitty-gritty with them. But if this is someone who's not really either one really into the hobby or is very new to the type of game you're looking at and all, you want to keep it simple. It should be enough yeah, to interest them, but not never overwhelm. And a lot of war games, if you really get into it, can get overwhelming. Oh yes, <laughs> I agree on that. But yeah, those did you remember your the fourth, fourth one was a, yep, let them win, let them win. Yeah, yeah and then they, fifth they, one they was, and this was the optional. Yep, and the fifth one was uh, have a goodie bag. Just and again, the goodie bag could be literally. I think I had I I bought it. I bought it for twenty bucks, and it was like cool dice. And I go here, have a die, have a die, you know. Yeah. Just one die. And it was cool. Like, it sounds stupid, but they, they looked at that die like, I want this. You know? Yeah. It's so stupid, but I love it, you know? It's like, it's also, you, give them the, you give them the bag of crack for free. The first try is always free. 
but depending um, on your game, a lot yeah. of companies not and more so now that we're starting to come out of COVID and all. There's a lot of companies who do organized play kits and things like that. Or yes, they do. Yeah, like like I know Atomic Mass Games does organized play kits. They're now starting to come back out. Um, a lot of times they do have to be ordered through the store. They're usually pretty cheap in all actuality. The, the price is never high, at least the ones I've seen. But you do have to go through a store for it. Get your store to order it in. See if they'll order yeah. it in. And if they'll only order it in if you pay for it, maybe see what it is. I, I know I've done those in the past from different games I've played, and they've been like 10 bucks, And it's enough I know, stuff I know for this, a bunch of people. Yeah. I know this goes into what we're talking about later because I, yeah. I know you told me to mention it. But even if you're a teacher, yeah. like or an educator, or even an office worker, there are companies that will send you out free stuff to oh, start yeah. a club in your school. GW, and I'll talk about that later. Because yeah. I know you mentioned like what do you do in a school setting if you have new players? But I, I got you, yeah, because I've done that, yeah. Um, but you yeah, know that that's how you run a good demo, in my opinion. And um, I think I don't I think, I, don't think yeah. I have anything particularly to add to that as an extra step in my mind. I think that's. That's enough to get a person through. I mean, obviously, that there's little bits of, you know, be personable, be happy. If the dice become the worst it's thing ever problem. on your side, then you better still be cheering as they slaughter you. Like, you know, be the well, best person I, imaginable. Listen, you know? you're not in a tournament. You didn't pay yep. money for this game. It don't matter. Calm down. Let them win. If this was a tournament, sure, be salty about the dice. I don't care. Whatever. I still wouldn't be salty because that's just me as a person. But whatever. You be you, honey boo. But um, it's, it's a stupid demo, right? You're trying to get yeah. people to like your game. If your dice suck on you, <laughs> weave it into a narrative. Take the model off the table and be like, I'm unpainting you so you know your lesson. Like, and you say that in front of the person. Have fun with it. And may, again, this yeah. is maybe because I'm more of a middle school teacher personality. But just be sarcastic. Be fun about it. This is yeah. you're not playing to win. You're playing to have fun, and you're playing to show them how fun it is, even if the community sometimes is shit. <laughs> yeah, and and if if, you know? if it is a rough, um, you know, say like that battle tech where we talk about how it's a whole bunch of neck beards. If you really get into it, well, yeah, just that's fine. They can be all the way they want, yeah. but just I'll don't learn. you know we'll don't learn. talk about them. You know, steer them clear of that kind of stuff. You know. Paint exactly. in a good, realistic, but a good light. You know, don't lie to a person, but paint it in a in a, in a good light. Exactly. You know, Re realistic positivity. Yes. <laughs> you know, if it like now, like you were saying with drop zone, if it's tough to get models, let the person know. You know, yeah. you don't want them to get super well, invested. It turn out they can't get anything, and then, and then not, you can't get anything. Yeah, and that's yeah. that always shut down people quick. And that's oh, yeah. you know, you got to be honest though. You got to be honest. Which then brings us, though, to the good topic, the one you mentioned before. Yeah. New players, newbies. Yeah, so, so people who, you know, I would say anyone who either, who probably hasn't played a miniature game at all, to me, counts as new. So they might be aware yeah. of the hobby store. They might even go. It could be the kids who play in D&D, &D, or it might be, like, in your case, where you showed it to, you know, kids in your school who knew nothing of this world whatsoever. Yeah, so, so the reason I'm happy about this topic is because, mm -hmm. as I said before, I teach middle school. More specifically, because mm -hmm. I don't want to go too specifically, because then people start headhunting or whatever. I don't know. But yep. I teach in a Title One district. For those who don't know what a Title One district is, that is a I'm inner one of those city. I don't know. Okay, yeah. I did not know. <laughs> it is an inner. Yeah, title One is an inner city receives federal funding, free lunches, um, 
it's 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 a hard place to grow up. Yeah, it's where I grew up. Listen, it's where I grew up. So it's not like I'm indifferent to where I am. You know, I I, I know where I grew up. I know how I grew up. I got out, came back in to teach, and whatever. I I know I know where I am. Mm-hmm. These kids are exposed to video games. And when I say video games, <laughs> I don't mean The Witcher. I don't mean um well, no, it's like Madden. I mean Madden, FIFA, Fortnite, Call of Duty, right? Yep. So so their concept of a miniature war game is far beyond what they can imagine, right? Yeah. So what I did was I started a club. Uh I wrote a proposal. <laughs> Uh, the proposal is great because I brought in <laughs> I brought in research on how it helps a kid grow, and it does. It does. Now, now this, this proposal you brought into the school, you mean, right? Like yeah, to yeah, like I brought it to the school. Yes, I had, to bring it to the, yeah, I had to bring it to the administrators, and those administrators okay. basically bring it to the board of ed to kind of um, not solidify to uh, to uh, ratify to to allow the club. Yeah, there's a word here. Yeah, I'm missing. Yeah, ratif- ratify is fine. Yeah, sure. I don't know um, that works. So that doesn't matter. That's all the paperwork. That's just paperwork, paperwork. No one cares about that because they're not the new players. So I got a club of about 10 people. So obviously I can't bring in Warhammer immediately because, again, their concept of rolling dice, miniature games, and the problem is pricing. We mentioned oh, yeah. at the very beginning, these are inner city kids. Pricing, you, got, you have to know your audience. So yeah. if you're teaching in Berkeley Heights, which I also have taught in Berkeley Heights. See, I don't need to say – I could say that because I don't teach there anymore. That's true. Um, uh, but uh, if you teach in Berkeley Heights, those kids are upper middle class to really upper middle class. They're going to have money to afford Warhammer 40,000. And the parents are My kids are barely going to, yeah, my my kids are barely, now the kids are, my kids that I teach, barely going to afford a magic card deck. So I need something that's going to enlighten them to, to imagination and thinking, but also be absolutely almost free to join. So what I do? Mm-hmm. I did Dungeons and Dragons. So I had, what I did was I, I showed them. Their character sheets. I let them see what the different classes were, and I set up a. I used um. Oh, you would know the book. I don't remember the name of the book for Christ's sake. It's one with all the miniature short stories in them. Um, it's got like a miniature million short. It's sto- short adventures. It's Wait, it's got like it's got like eight D- adventures D&D in them. Book? Yeah, yeah. It's a D and D book, and it's got like is, eight. Is that? Ad- no, it's the, the newest edition. Yeah. yeah. And it's got it's got like seven different standalone adventures in them, but they could also be tied into your main campaign. One of them was like going into like a snake temple, uh, or or going into a cobalt level. Oh. When you start talking, let me know when you start talking because I'll I'll go look at my shelf because it's right over there, and I'll I'll remember. It's, oh, it's gonna drive me up the wall. I don't. I mean, but, D&D has put out quite a few books. I I, know. I do not know which one you're talking And this was a while back, right? Yeah, yeah, no, this was uh, before COVID, so two years ago. Um, I'll find the book. Hey, this is literally right there. It's literally right there. Um, so anyway. Uh, it, it, no, no, I got you. I got you. I, once I see the name, you're like, oh. Over? No, hold on. Give me, give me, give me 30 yeah, seconds. No, give yeah, me 30. go ahead. Go take a look. Go take a look. I don't know what he's talking about. Um, while he's, he's taking a look, um, what I'll say is when we think about, you know, in this case, you know, talk about getting say kids in or anyone in, if someone doesn't know anything about the hobby, 
then yeah, it, it's all the points that we said before. But we also think about how to get those people actually interested to start with or how to find them. So if you're in if you're in a school or something like that, then you have you have an audience already. If you don't have an audience, there's a lot of Facebook groups, there's meetups, there's common interest groups. You know, there's a lot of ways to attempt to try to find people, attract people in. Did you did you find your book? Tales of the Yawning Portal. Okay, got it. And it's basically I, I, what it is. It's eight, yeah, it's eight stories, all for different levels, and they're completely different. Um, and so what I would do is I would take a, I would take five people one week, five people the other, um, and then I also had someone else do magic with the other grids so they weren't bored. Okay. Um, and I would run them through these standalone once a week games, and they, uh, one of those missions or one of those I guess stories would last like four months. So I, it lasted me the entire year. Two stories lasted me the entire year. Um, and it was really cool because it, it essentially taught them to, to, it, again, you have to imagine these are, these, are, these are kids who are not used to imagination, right? They, they don't understand the concept of imagination or narrative storytelling. And for one, the, almost the first time in their lives, they're being asked to, like, what do you do? What do you mean, what do I do? I'm asking what do you do? Yeah. What do you want to do? What do you want to say? What do you want to be? What do you want? And it, to them, and <laughs> it's funny because the girls actually got into it more than the boys. Um, but it was funny because the girls actually became, you know, these, these, these for one girl. Um, I'm not going to, again, not going to say names. But um, yep. uh, one, one girl was a warrior or a barbarian. I can't remember which. But she, in person, in person, she would be in class and, and during the day, and her personality changed. She became more assertive, more outgoing, more like her character. And it mm. was the most fat, and she was shy as hell. And to see her become more like her character was insanity. And one boy, right, who, they didn't do a lot of work, a lot of homework, but he played a mage, a wizard. He was fascinated with the idea of doing magical spells but i told him you have to know the concept of the magical spell so he would yeah. do research on like what magical spells he could do why he did them he actually did research he started doing his homework out of nowhere because the idea oh, of wow. it just kind of ingrained in him to do research and do the homework he, um, he saw there was a good reason to do just, it he get something out of it where maybe with schooling before he didn't yeah he got something and he That's acted really cool. and his mage of course was a he actually reminded me of a little bit of your mage that you played, a right. uh, little evil mage. Um, <laughs> but he he enjoyed, it. and so that's what that's why I got them into it, you know. And uh, sadly, COVID kind of cut the next year short, so I yeah. wasn't able to see them again. Um, but even for that, so here's the fun part: um, I had Super Dungeon Explore models, right? Mm. Uh, I don't know if for people who don't know what Super Dungeon Explore is, that's just a company that does a really fun as hell board game, but their characters are all like chibis. Like, yeah. like a little anime. It's, it's like the, the, you have the yeah. It, it's a board game. It's a one versus many style board game dungeon crawler, essentially in the same sort of yeah. a, a, a more anime chibi vibe of similar Gauntlet, to you know dis, yeah, Gauntlet, Descent, yeah. um, Imperial Assault, all of those. Yeah. So I what I did was I actually took I have tons of models, tons of models from that company. I have at least 30 player characters alone, not just monsters, 30 player characters, right? 
I took those models and I just lined them up and I go, all right, pick one that you like and I'll tell you a little about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and then I used um, a dry erase and like a little square map to kind of draw the caves and stuff. And they moved their, their characters around. So they were very fit. And that's how you started building up. First start with the imagination. Then you gave them the miniatures and they begin to be, this is my miniature. I'm invested in this miniature's life. Yeah. You know, I'm invested in this story that I've now created for this miniature. Um, I mean, for Christ's sake, there was one moment, and I'll always remember this. Freaking, they were in a cave of kobolds, and they opened up a damn cage of, of wild animals that the kobolds were keeping in there. And yeah. the hunter goes, screw it. I'm going to try to tame one of them. And he, he decides, of course, to choose the dragonling, like the, 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 the drakeling, the dragonling. The, the, the small dragon, which yeah. normally okay. you're not supposed to be able to tame. But I was like, as a teacher, I was like, fuck it, whatever, advantage. So he rolls a 20, and I'm like, okay, but you got disadvantage, roll it again. Motherfucker rolls a 20. So the, the level of excitement they actually told the score to the rest of the school and so i had kids coming up to me i'm like what the hell are you talking about like a dragon pet you know and <laughs> oh and this is why it was so because of stranger things stranger things was making like dungeon and dragons uh, yeah before, and, and kids were super yeah that's true things. yeah it gave, it gave yep. uh, a spot so, so, to know something about it yeah so so that's the stuff you know that's that's how you get kids interested especially someone who's a new player now again i'm speaking from a title one school kids who have never these are but you know this is the new player you know if yeah. you're speaking about new players these are people who have literally experienced fifa as their miniature war game you know what i mean yeah that's their game and 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 god god save them in their soul if that's the only thing they, but the, you're coming in with they're coming in with zero knowledge now brett uh i want to mention brett's name brett had a wonderful thing with his school where he actually and this is where i was mentioned before he called not called gw but he emailed gw gw sends stuff to your school painting supplies that, brushes that's what i was going to ask models, about because you mentioned that yes. you know contacted them yes. okay so he contacted them out and then they you sent can him contact them they send him they sent him supplies and brett of course had his own warhammer forty thousand stuff as well um, yeah. And he used that to show them how to paint, how to play. He he, he basically did a kill team with them, essentially. Okay. Um, but that's and the kids started buying Warhammer forty thousand. But he teaches in a private school, so there's your you know difference of disparity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your financial difference, but same exact concept. Because again, I taught in Berkeley Heights. You have these kids who instead of playing FIFA, they may be playing you know Call of Duty on their new computer that their mom bought them for christmas you know what i mean or so they have you see it's the same shit different money level you know what i mean yes same shit different money level and so and tailoring you, you it can to them is important you exactly. know you said hey my kids can't necessarily do a miniature war game but they can do D because i can get the book they need a character sheet and i'll give them a model where if you're if your goal is to get them yeah, and we'll talk about adults in a second, but if, if your goal is to work with, say, kids, because let's face it, that's where a lot of these games, that, that's a potential good draw. Not necessarily like very little kids or maybe teenagers and all, but, you know, what can you draw them in with and what is the the potential of that? If it's D&D &D and all, that's something you like, go for it. That's great. You know, if you can get your kids actually playing, you know, like our friend Brett, like, you know, a 40K kill team, go for it. They got the money for it. That's great. 
what about yeah so what about adults any idea okay. for someone who's not a kid yes so it's harder and oh, it's there's a reason harder. it's harder yeah and and i i know the reason because i have a wife um <laughs> the reason it's harder is <laughs> you laugh but we all know oh i no, know it's, it, it is hard i have one as well it's harder and and, and you know, kids are at an age where their brains are still forming they're still malleable when you get into an adult you've already i'm not going to say you become a curmudgeon <laughs> that's mean you've, um no but you're still learned what you anyway. like in general yeah, you've learned what you like. You're not experimenting anymore. Um, mm. and that's and it happens kind of soon. It happens in your 18s and 20s, where yeah, you know that the idea of going to parties, college parties, and drinking the jungle juice might not be a thing for you anymore. Although some people never grow out of that, so that's a that's different story. Very true. But um, you know, it's, it's, at a certain point, you just kind of not want to say grow up because that's a mean way to you know. It's, I'm a miniature war gamer. I'm grown up. I have a kid, but you know, you, you eventually solidify your brain solidifies, right? It's the yeah. same thing with language. You stop learning the language after a certain age because your brain solidifies. So you can't literally learn another language. It's not you. It's just your brain hardens. And at that point, it's just, it, it's harder to teach people. It's hard to take, it's hard to get a, this is not people who've, experienced miniatures game before and you're just trying to win a new game with them these are people who have never experienced rolling dice ever you know they've never had the 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 imagination of taking dice and saying i need a four plus to hit because he's shooting a bolter through terrain right yeah. these are people who have again grown been kids with fifa and now they're adults with fifa and their biggest miniature war game experience was playing with like little green tooth toy soldiers as a kid and I don't know at that point what you do. Like I said, I, when I was at the um, Firestorm Armada thing, the NJCon, yeah. I had adults come to me. These were older people who played historical war games, and they were yeah. interested. They're they did buy boxes. Yeah. But they're gamers, right? Yeah. Um, their kids were more so. Um, but, you know, there were some people who came to the oh, sorry, There were some people who came to the conventional who were new and just kind of checking it out, right? Mm. And I did get some people who, or, who were adults who never played a game before in their lives and they just like looking at them and i ran them through a demo game and i guess the weird thing about it is you act i think it's is this gonna sound weird i think it's the same thing i think even though adults have solidified brains i think yeah. i think at a certain point you're still kind of a kid at heart you still want to have that recapture that moment of playing with your stupid green miniatures, green toy army men on the floor of your living room table or living room, right? Going psh, 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 and making noises. You still want to do that. I think every adult kind of wants to recapture that. And so your job in demoing the games is to rekindle that imagination, something that they may have forgotten over their, you know, fantasy football leagues and their. You know, dead nine to five office grind. You know, yeah. wow, that was really deep. Jesus, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I spoke from the soul from that one. Apologies for the listeners. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I I, th I think so. To me, let let's see. Have someone who knows nothing about it. And while you were while you're grabbing your book, I mentioned you know where you can try and find people. You know. There's different groups. There's Facebook. I know that the store at one point, uh, we still have a meetup. We haven't used it much, obviously, because of what's going on. 
but meetup groups and all this sort of thing. So we, we have, you know, we have feelers out there. As you said, hey, when the weather's nice, you went out and you were playing in the park and getting people interested and all. And all those are good. I, I think, let's say, you know, you have a friend and you would like to get them into your hobby. Um, I think it can be done. Let's say that friend knows nothing of miniature war games, anything like that, and you want to get them playing. I think it can be done, but I think usually the best way to start, depending on what other things you do, is things like RPGs and board games. Because they're more self-contained, they're a little bit easier. You can usually, you know... So, so I do a lot of board game board games as well. And when you try to teach someone board games, when you try to get them interested in it, you start with some of the staples. There are some tried and true ones that you usually like to start with. It's usually because they have a good, interesting theme, pretty easy to understand, pretty easy to get through, and usually, you know, enough excitement. And then you start getting them into games that have more complexity and all. I would say if you're really trying to do that, say in your friend group, you know, what other things do you and your friends do? What do these other people do? Do you do any RPGs, any board games, stuff like that? You could go straight with miniatures if you want. You know, depending on the game that you play, you might be able to get them interested in it. But if it does seem a bit much, figure out where you can start at a lower level, you know. Um, if you're yeah. looking, say, not necessarily your friends, but potentially other people around, see if there is other groups in your area. See if there's meetups for things. You know, yep. anything like that can help. I know my wife is in a meetup and they were doing a, like a board game thing. And it was a bunch of people who had never played much of anything. So I went to my car, I grabbed out several different games I had and said, okay, I'll teach any of these. You know, pick one that you think looks cool. Here's this thing. And, you know, you know, kind of show them that way. It is definitely harder if someone doesn't know gaming at all because then you probably, as adults, you probably need to know the person already. And if you already know them, you know the things they're into and you might be able to convince them. I think one of the big things you have to think about with your war game and this is true if you're trying to get someone who currently goes to your hobby shop or trying to get someone to show up to your hobby shop is ask yourself the question of what you know what's exciting about the game that i play you know not why am i excited about it what's actually exciting about this game what's actually interesting you know because someone who who doesn't know your game who's standing on the outside they're not gonna is it the miniatures is that all that's exciting is it is it you know the rule set because if so you better find a nice way to talk about that that makes it sound exciting like what actually would draw a person in and i think that's the problem i have with historicals when i look at it i don't see anything that would draw me in and i know i already play tons of other games you know like i don't i don't think there's much no, that's agree. exciting about them i don't know maybe i'm wrong no no you're completely right you're completely right you're completely right. I think yeah. that's the thing. No, you, that's you, you have to figure out what's what's actually the good part, and you better be able to sell yeah. that. And then that goes honestly for adults or kids. Kids yeah. are a little easier, but adults, it's same thing. And, and you know, this okay. It, it boils down to kids. And I know you <clears throat> put this in your notes too, but honestly, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you're doing a demo game, if you're trying to get people into your game. You have you have to have the personality for it. That's you, true. You have to. You have to be outgoing. You have to be invested. You have to be fun. 
You have to be. I'm sorry. It's it's yep. it, 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 if you can you can be the most knowledgeable. I'm not going to say names again, but yep. but you could be the most knowledgeable person on the planet, right? About whatever the story is of whatever that game is. But if you do not have the outgoing personality to then teach to to, to teach that game to someone who is an existing player or new to that space, then it's it's don't do it. Because then you're just going to turn them off. You have to, you have to be, you have to, maybe, I don't know, maybe because I was a server as well. I don't know, whatever the hell. Uh, You you gotta be, you gotta smile. You gotta, (laughs) it's gonna be a weird way to put it. You gotta whore yourself out. You gotta whore yourself out. It's a, listen, you, you selling, you're selling you. Yeah. You're selling you and you're also selling the game. Right, yeah. you are the face of whatever you are demoing, and and I mean, that's new, what it comes down to. New people don't care about your heavy lore discussion; it's meaningless to no. them. Yes, you know they don't care. I, I think you know what we, they care about. <laughs> what's up? I was gonna say in infinity. In infinity, you know what they care about when you cross the gap of a hallway and you notice yep. that there's a sniper on top of the building. And you know you want to avoid that sniper, so you slowly peel across the other side of the building, ducking and weaving between cargo boxes. You get a nice, like, that's the shit right there. Yeah. That right there. And you, you peel down the barrel of your gun as you get an angle on the sniper. He doesn't see you yet. You let out three shots, but they miss. The sniper turns. You get one more shot, and you take him out. Boom. Yep. That's how you get people. And that's infinity, by the way. That's how you get them invested. That's how you do yeah. it. You weave the narrow. Oh my God, I sound like GW. <laughs> but I, but the they're the most popular for a reason. And it's not just because, you know, they've been around a long time and, and all that, but they have good, interesting lore with good looking models and they know how to sell those two things together. Yep. And that's really what yep. you need. You know? I agree. Well, hopefully people found parts of this discussion useful. Um, you know, if you have other suggestions or anything like that, always feel free to, you know, reach out and share them. I can always, you know, share anything out that's said. Um, I think, at least for the two of us, I think a lot of it comes down to, since we both have teaching backgrounds, it just comes very natural. And it, you know, when you are showing someone demoing a game or trying to get people involved, that's really what it is. You know, teaching is a bit of an art. At, you know, at the end of the day, it's a skill, but it's really an art. And giving good demo is an art. And building a community is work. If you really want to get people involved in your game, you have to be willing to put the work in. If you're not, if you're not willing to say, hey, every Wednesday, you know, whether or not people show up, I'm here, I'm showing up for this game, I'm going to try to work on it. Because it might be a while until it works. If you're not willing to do that, you're probably not going to build much of a community. You might be able to get some other people to help out, though. So, um, anything further that you would like to add? No, that's that's pretty much it. Again, just I reiterate: if you're trying to demo game, you're trying to get people in. At the end of the day, it's it's you, it's you. Yeah. You gotta you gotta sell it. It comes down to all the pressure, <laughs> all yeah. the pressure. But it comes down to you. It comes down to you. And the game, the game is only as beautiful as you make it to be. That that right there should go on on like a plaque. Above someone's mantle, uh, along with live, laugh, love. 
<laughs> yeah. Play stuff. Take that shit down. Put it in the fire. Put that yep. up. The game is only beautiful as you make it out to be. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank everyone right. for listening. Um, if you want to reach out and get in contact or anything like that, email is one of the best ways to do it. It's trainkickersnj at gmail.com. Um, if you like anything you hear, please do leave a review. Tell other people about it. I'm going to start um, advertising this on the various miniature wargaming uh, groups and things like that. Hopefully get some more people listening and all. If you have anything in the particular in the future you'd like to hear about, please do let us know. Um, I don't have a particular thought in mind of what we're going to discuss next week. Maybe next week we might be able to start our dive into why to play certain games. Or since we've talked so much about Spartan, maybe we'll do our um, dissection of a dead war game. And we can go through a bit of Spartan and, and Firestorm Romano will happen there. And yeah, it's, we got to talk about that. Phoenix yeah. Resurrection. But we're gonna need, we need to do a, a bit of research for that, and we'll see how this week goes for both of us. So, I want to thank everyone for listening. I'm Dave. I was Dan. And uh, we'll Dan, see everyone around. Have a good day, guys.